Welcome to the Hey Dreamer podcast, a show created to inspire you to design your dream life and business. This is your host and dream maker, Jesse Medina. Let's get together each week to hear the stories of those that are making their dreams a reality. And by those, I mean all types of people of different backgrounds because representation matters. And because no matter where you came from or what you look like, I honestly believe you can defy stereotypes, break glass ceilings, and create create a life that you love. If I did it, you can do it too. So are you ready to get dreaming with me? Let's go. Hey dreamer, how is it going? I'm excited that you're here today because today I want to talk about starting right now. This is your chance. If you didn't set goals in the beginning of the year, if you didn't create your vision board yet, if you haven't done your work for the year, it's all okay. Every single day is a chance to start. Every single day is a chance to create. And this is the key. The key is that I don't wait until there is an opportunity, until there's a special date or anything like that. You wouldn't wait till Valentine's to love someone, right? So trust me, it's great that we have the new year and we have those traditions and that it helps reset a little bit. However, you can start today. So if you haven't done any goals yet, I want us to do a quick goal setting activity together. So grab a piece of paper And before we start talking about this, I want to talk about if you are a woman of color, if you're a Latina, if you are a minority, if you grew up poor, whatever it may be, if you're not privileged, in other words, I want to talk about prosperity. I want to talk about money because sometimes there is a mindset that being humble is being poor or that being rich is bad or that it's being greedy to have money. And I want to share with you that while there are a lot of greedy people out there and there's a lot of privileged people out there that have taken advantage of others to get to where they are, there's also a lot of privileged people out there that are against capitalism or toxic capitalism or making too much money. And sometimes, even though they don't mean to do this, hearing for for a minority, somebody who has been oppressed or disadvantaged or grew up poor, it's really hard to get over the money mindset. It's really hard to get over the scarcity mindset. It's really hard to change your mind about money because we probably, I don't know about you, but I grew up hearing things about money because we were poor growing up. And so hearing things, you know, about greedy people or being quote unquote humble, right? In the Latin culture, we talk a lot about that and we usually use the same word for humble means poor people, right? Poor people are humble, which doesn't really is not correlated. You can be poor and you can be very proud or you can be rich and you can be very humble. But for us, it's almost like interchangeable. And so what happens when we hear from people, even if they mean well, when they're talking against capitalism, or if I mention that I want to be a millionaire and somebody's like, so uh, uh, usually a white person that's privileged saying, no, you know, don't worry about that. Like, we don't need to go after money. And it's like, no, 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 hold on, sister. Like, I, it took me a long time to get to where I am. I had to go through a lot of barriers to grow in corporate or start my own business. Funding is way less for women. These are stats, okay? For women of color, there's almost no funding, less than 1%. If you want to start a business, the pay gap is huge, especially for women of color, uh, especially for Latinas and black women. So when you're telling a minority women that 
you know, to not to worry about that or not to go after those things or anything like that, even if you mean well, you are essentially kind of making us, I mean, it doesn't happen to me because I, I stop it right there. I'm like, no, 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 no. But for a lot of people, that can be a trigger and that can be a motivation to go back in mindset. So if you grew up poor or with a lot of disadvantages, you know the work that it took to get to where you are. You know the work that it took to get empowered, to cancel all those limiting beliefs about money or scarcity beliefs because we grew up not having it. So when you have lived that life where you didn't even know where your next plate of food was gonna come from and then you finally takes you your entire life, like years to overcome that and to think abundance and to go after your dreams and to build a business and to make six figures and to strive to in my case become a millionaire and someone says something like that to me even if they mean well to me it's like no you're not helping the case this is the time for women of color and minorities to rise we deserve to benefit from capitalism we deserve to build empires we deserve to become millionaires and the reason why we do is for one people are equal so we have just the same rights as everybody else but besides that we are the people that can make an impact we are the people that not only want to become a millionaire just to become a millionaire or just to brag about it or just because we're greedy usually the people that grew up with the least white or not whoever right i'm not even saying just women of color but it is more prevalent in our communities but if you grew up in a scarcity, then you are more likely to be generous. You are more likely to care about others. You are more likely to create something positive and be generous in a position of power if you know what it's like to be there. You're more likely, right? It's not always the case, but we are more likely. If anyone is going to change the world and change economics and change capitalism and change the way that we do business and we're seeing it nowadays with all these social enterprises being formed mine or a thousand others out there we are creating businesses that have an impact and when you look at those businesses most of them are created by people of color and the reason is because we can relate so if you ever hear that and i understand where those people are coming from because they grew up in privilege so they despise maybe they grew up rich right so they despise rich people or you know capitalists or whatever but they still have it so it's very easy to you know trash talk something but you still have it or you still have a lot more opportunities you have access to capital you get paid more so it's very easy to play that card and say you know that's not important don't be greedy or whatnot but this is our time. This is our time to rise. This is our time to become the next millionaires and billionaires of the world. And this is our time where we can create generational wealth for our future generations so we can end the chains of poverty. So we can end the patterns that have been coming maybe for generations. If you're an immigrant, for example, and for generations your family has been poor, and now you're in the U.S. and now you can benefit from capitalism and you can build a business and whatnot. And now I can pass that on to my kids and they can pass it on to their kids and we can 
hopefully avoid some of the trauma that comes from that you know you can't avoid every problem that your children could potentially face but if you can at least build a better financial future so that they have access to more opportunities than we did that is super important and that is a valuable reason and that is something that we should all be not just comfortable with but we should be encouraging each other to do there has been a mix-up of messages because i keep hearing things against capitalism and that's not to say that i like the standard model of capitalism as as we know it with just like the white privilege or like just only a certain population benefits from it but i do like the fact that it creates opportunities and that we all have a chance. Some of us have to fight harder than others, but we all still have a chance at being successful and building generational wealth. And there are some countries, and I am from one of those countries, where even if you are smart and driven and all that, it's still not as easy because there are so many other factors that play into it, that... It's not just enough to just try and be driven and be entrepreneurial. If you don't have the right connections, the right family, the right title, the the right last name, you're not going to find those opportunities. And it's just, you know, when I look at my mom, she's genius. And it wasn't until she was in the U.S. that she's been able to do more because the ambience in Argentina and the, the system doesn't really allow as bad as it is in the U.S. and we can think about privilege and the differences and inequalities that we have, it's very much more prevalent in some other countries. And so when and if you're listening to this and you did have privilege or maybe you grew up in the U.S. or you're white or you grew up rich or whatever else the privilege was where maybe you created some sort of interesting mindset against money or capitalism, one, I encourage you to reevaluate that for your own self because there's nothing wrong with being rich. It's how you use the money. It's a tool just like anything else out there. You can have a knife and you can chop up some veggies and create a beautiful dish or you can have a knife and hurt someone. So money is just a tool. So I encourage you for your own growth. But also, even if you decide I'm going to give up everything and live with like two pieces of clothing and like in a tiny home and whatever it may be that also is privilege that you can and want to do that and that's great if you do and I respect it but I also ask you to respect and be careful with your words when you're talking to people of color minorities and anybody else that's trying to become better and that's coming from a place of where they really had to work so hard to get to where they are So that telling someone that it's like if I was at the top of a summit in a super high mountain and somebody's coming up sweaty and tired and out of breath and when they get to the top I'm like no 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 you know what you don't really want to be here at the top it's not good for you it's not great it sucks up here go back down like you know it's better like let's live simpler like I'm gonna go back down too. No, 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 you would not do that, right? You would let them come to the top and enjoy it. Even if you do genuinely want to go down because you want to live in the valley now, trust me, respect the process of the people that have just climbed the summit and they're trying so hard or they're getting close. Respect that process, honor that process, encourage the process 
sit on top of the summit like here's my hand or you can do it I'm so proud of you and I know that most of the time it does not come from a bad place again it's sort of privilege that it's not realized right like you don't notice it it's like you're at the top of the summit you've been there so long that you kind of hate it so then you're like no 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 don't come up here you're trying to be nice but you gotta respect and honor the experience and I want to share that and on the other end if you are on the receiving end and you're climbing the summit and you keep hearing these things please don't give up please don't stop climbing please also understand that money doesn't bring you happiness so when I'm talking about top of the summit it's not just money there are so many things to the journey all I'm saying is as we set goals I invite you to view money and all the other blessings that are out there for you as a resource and a tool for you to create impact for you to find yourself for you to do what you're meant to do to find your purpose that's ultimately the goal the goal is to reach your dreams and if your dreams is to live in a tiny home in the middle of nowhere or whatever that's totally respectable but i do want to encourage the ones that are trying to strive for more to build generational wealth to build businesses to be on the cover of forbes you can do it too and there's nothing wrong with that in fact usually at least for me i can speak for myself that stems from a place where i want to have all these resources so that i can help create more for others so that I can help others find it a little bit easier because I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be a Latina in the workplace. I know what it's like to be a Latina in business. And so now, who better to create resources for other Latinas that are doing business than myself as compared to, say, Jeff Bezos? Like, he's he could be a billionaire, but he's not going to understand exactly what it takes for us and what it feels like and what we need specifically. And this is why when you are giving the advice to someone else or saying no you know don't strive for that or be humble or whatever you are also as much as you may hate toxic capitalism and jeff bezos or all the elite of the world or whatever you're actually helping them stay where they are because by discouraging anybody else especially people that will do a way better job being up there you are helping those people same power right if we all thought it's bad to be up there and we don't go up there it's going to be the same people and if we really think that the, you know a lot of those people may be greedy or whatnot or selfish or privileged whatever that's not going to change if we don't make a change if we don't get to the top and make the decisions if we're not the decision makers if we're not the people in power if we're not in politics if we're not you know in those elite meetings if we're not in hollywood if we're not in you know rich meetings in the country clubs wherever like how are we gonna impact change so it's really important there's no shame there's no guilt so please get rid of that understand that it's not a bad thing and that each person has their own journey and I know what it's like to grow up when I was very young when I was in fifth and sixth grade no, not fifth. When I was five and six years old, sorry, I had the number five and six in my head. When I was about five and six years old, there was, you know, that was probably one of the worst years for us. And I remember I would go to school and I really didn't know where or what I was going to eat because my mom would do everything possible, right? Over there, it's more like side gigs kind of thing. So each day she would go and like try to find a new house to clean or whatnot. So sometimes we just didn't know she was going to get money for the day. And so sometimes she'd be like, well, 
if I don't pick you up, your grandma's gonna pick you up, you're gonna eat at her house. And for me as a kid, that kind of sucked because I loved my grandma and I'll talk about it in another episode. But at the same time, obviously I wanted to be with my mom. And sometimes I just didn't know. And my mom didn't want to do that, but she also wanted us to eat. So she'd rather sometimes just let us go with my grandma and my, my dad because they were separated at the time. They had just separated than us not eat. And I also worried because I knew that in those days when I was going to my grandma's, it meant that she didn't have money for the meal that day, which meant that she wasn't eating and it was heartbreaking. So in the U.S., there is some poverty, extreme poverty. There is obviously a lot of homeless people, so I'm not speaking about those people, but most of the quote-unquote poor people here, right? Not I'm not talking about super disenfranchised people, but most of just the people that can say, oh yeah, I was poor too. In the U.S., usually, again, there are exceptions, but usually that just means you had a house, an apartment, maybe it was a low-income apartment, and you were on food stamps. Well, you still had food. The government still helped you, so... Yes, it, it, I'm sure it was tough and it's not to discount anyone's experience, but there are different levels of poverty and I think the worst is where you don't know where your meal is going to come from. And even worse than that is homeless people, right? When you get to the point where you have no shelter, your basic needs are not being met. And I still, as a little kid, was a straight A student. And I share this all the time, not to brag or anything. I share this because I want to share with you that we work extra hard, right? Like it's not saying to be a straight A student when you don't even know where you're gonna eat or where your food is gonna come from and to be a straight A student where you're in a warm place where your parents are there because they don't have to work 24 7 so they can help you with homework and you know you have dinner and then you do homework and then you have some leisure time for me it was yeah I did my homework and then I had to help my mom with my sisters because she worked all day so and again I know there's a lot of people in the U.S. whose situation was similar other minorities other people that grew up in extreme poverty no matter what race you were so it's very different and it's easier to say you know, I'm tired of capitalism when you're still going to go on and live a high middle class life and you, without realizing, are encouraging other people not to cross that line, even though they've worked so hard to get there. So that's just something I did want to share and it was in my heart before I started the episode and I wanted to share it too because as you set goals, I don't want you to limit yourself to anything. I want you to get rid of those beliefs that this is bad or that is bad. I want you to get rid of any filters. And today we're going to do a, a very quick exercise. So I want you to grab a piece of paper and I just want you to write the main three goals for the next 90 days. So from here to like the end of March, just write down the three main goals. And the reason I'm telling you this is because it's so important that the goals are specific and that you don't have too many things on your plate. So as I shared earlier, one of my goals was to start a Spanish podcast, which I'm starting in March, but I only have three main things and everything else is just a tactic or strategy for those objectives and so make sure that you write down three main things make sure they're smart goals make sure that you know exactly what you want out of those things and once you have those three things I want you to write down three action steps for each month for each thing so basically you'll write down goal number one it has to be specific timely etc with the, under that goal you're going to write down three 
action steps for January for that goal, three action steps for February for that goal, and three action steps for March. Now, it can be flexible. You can say, well, I'm only going to write down one for January and then I'm going to write down four for February or whatnot. That's okay. But I just don't want you to get too overwhelmed with all the steps. Do that for each goal. And the reason why I'm making this super quick oversimplified is because Again, a lot of people don't plan and then they think they miss their opportunity in their window and then they move on to have a very unorganized and planned visionless year and there's no reason for doing that because you have a chance right now. So I wanted to do that with you. Make sure you take the time to dream. Before you start writing the goals, you can even meditate. Get any limitation out of your head. Get any comments that people have made or opinions that people have made out of your head. And just get going with it and it's going to make such a difference when you write down your goals. And when you write down your goals, remember to dream big because anything is possible. And we have to make it happen, but it's possible. If it's aligned with our destiny, it's possible. So happy goal setting. If you enjoy this episode, make sure that you share your favorite part or a screenshot of it on social media and tag me and I'll repost. Besos. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hey Dreamer podcast. And most importantly, thank you for showing up for yourself and your dreams. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to write a review and send me a screenshot of it to my DM at Jesse Medina Official so that I can post it and tag you on it. And remember, dream and create. Besos!